Welcome to another edition of Proximity Podcasts. We have for you the second of two discussions recorded at the third Australian West Coast Intensive. Here, Jacob Lehrer speaks with the facilitators, Aleandro Rolandi from Sydney and Joey Lehrer from Melbourne, on the final day of the Contact Improvisation Intensive held in Perth in early February 2008. Their conversation explores the experience of sharing the facilitation of the event, co-teaching in general, and some individual reflections about developing as a teacher of the form. Just a small editorial note before beginning. As brothers, Jacob and Joey have very similar voices, especially when recorded, so we've indicated who is speaking when necessary. We hope you enjoy this second Proximity podcast. Good afternoon, this is day five at AWCI. This is Jacob Lehrer speaking, and I'm speaking with Joey Lehrer and Alejandro Rolandi. <laughs> Alejandro. Hey. <laughs> um, I'd just like to ask them a couple of questions because uh, it's great to have them both in Perth and both teaching um, simultaneously or um, one after the other. Uh, the first thing I'd like to ask you both is that you both have different uh, backgrounds in experience. Um, Alejandro, you were saying yesterday that um, one thing that you thought about is the fact that you and Joey have rarely ever been in a, uh, a class together as students. Mm. Um, and. I'd like you both just to briefly reflect on whether you see that as a positive or whether that um, you think creates dissonance. Um, mm. Oh, interesting. Um, well, I think it was quite positive in a way because um, um, most of the time I had no idea what Joy was going to, to do. Sorry, the, the, the situation that I'm referring to is uh, when I'm working side by side with, with Joey, although he was leading the class, um, he would pick me up for demonstrations. And uh, I had no idea what was the next exercise about, what he was expecting from me. But, you know, being a contact dancer, I thought I just need to listen. And um, that was exactly right. That's all I needed to do. It was quite... Um, uh, amazing for me to once more uh, recognize how the form um, doesn't need you to know. In fact, the least you know, the best. Uh, because um, just by being tuned into my my center and my listening, I was uh, pretty much able to um, react the way he was expecting me to um, for the demonstration of the exercise. And you know, between us, you know, that at some point, you, if you want to demonstrate an exercise, you, perhaps you would choose me because he didn't want to be struggling with other possibilities. So I needed to be listening but clear and uh, somehow perceive that, you know, the clearer we, our connection, the, the best we're going to be for the students. And uh, it was working great. It keeps filling me up with awe that we, without ever having... Um, taking a class together as students or, or even um, learning in the same country or from the same teachers or even not having danced that much together. We share this common knowledge. Um, yeah, I find that fascinating. 
We are now with Joey. Yeah, I um makes me think of a couple of things. Firstly, I wonder whether I first would like to disagree with that statement <laughs> that we haven't uh, while while we haven't been in students in workshops together. Mm. We've been at three ACIC together. It's true. And I feel ACIC has been a real um, melting pot for knowledge within our community. So I, 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 I'm wondering about that aspect of um, we've still been sort of in the same stirring pot, at, you know, quite a lot. And, and I feel also like ACIC has done a lot for flow of information from the different cities. Um, the Melbourne community, the Sydney community, the Perth community, um, Byron Bay, other communities, they all, before ASIC, had a very kind of distinct flavour for me. But mm. now I feel like they all have um, their distinct flavour, but there's a lot more trails of each in, in each other. But for me, um, beyond just whether we've been doing a lot of the same material in the past or things like that, uh, the other thing it makes me think about is I get a really strong um, feeling from you, Alejandro, of your research practice mm. um, and the fact that, um, you know, for all the workshops and classes you've been in, you also have your own investigation. And um, for me, I've been working um, with my investigation with Anne-Marie and, and Solo and other stuff. And so I actually feel that... Um, What's been very juicy is as we bring our different investigations together, um, there's always a common meeting point, yeah. but it's really juicy because you've been looking at this, I've been looking at that. There's always common areas. Um, we discover new stuff together. Yeah. Uh, this experience has been, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't feel it diverge at any point. I only feel it sort of converge and um, get richer. Absolutely, yeah. We're now with Jacob. Which brings me to another point of having teachers in your workshop. So when you're teaching, mm. um, not just having people who teach, but having people there who are going to teach. So mm. they're doing your their work. Or in your case, Alejandro, because Joey was going second. Yeah. Um, he was in the workshop. And he was going to teach after you. And also, Joey, now, you know, you're teaching and Ali's there. And uh, with the possibility at any point, he, because he has been a teacher already, he's got that persona and he can pop up and mm. interject um, something at any point. So the question I have is, uh, well, it's not a question. It's um, I'd like to ask you to sort of reflect on... Oh, not just this time, but maybe other times you know, mm. that you've you've had that, and and whether that how that affects you, if at all, yeah. or whether it is of relevance. Or we are now with Joey. To start with something Ali said before about we was talking about the demonstrating thing, and if you just really listen, it sort of works. Um, in this workshop for me, it's felt very. Um, Synchronous. It felt. It felt like it's worked very well, and that's because um, at any point where 
I think it's quite useful if there is a disagreement between teachers. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it just opens the fruitfulness of the discussion and dialogue and it might be that um, you know there's there's different aspects but if both are really listening to each other and listening to what's happening then they might you know then it's it's still rich if I, I mean I think I've probably been in cases where I might be co-teaching with someone and they you know are interjecting stuff that might be working across my game plan or something and that's a little frustrating because it's like well I'm, I, I know where I'm trying to kind of head but if you're working with a teacher who's listening to you and and to what's going on any anything they provide even if it is sort of leading in a different direction can easily be incorporated because they're there with you yeah, I know. I agree. For me, it was a really positive experience. Um, I have had in the past some experiences co-teaching, like you say, with, with teachers that are not so uh, fine-tuned into into listening um, and wait, you know, because it's this um, you need to be patient and, and allow the, the teacher that is taking the lead at that point to uh, develop the point before you. Uh, deviate the attention from there. Even sometimes when, when you see uh, a strong point that could be made there, if it's gonna deviate the attention, it's better maybe to hold it and bring it later. And um, and that that was working really really well. I was very happy uh, you to to speak to disagree. If if there was any disagreement, maybe there was a couple of different flavors that we added and. Um, it was very positive. Actually, I learned a lot from that. I never felt, um, you know, a personal reaction against that. Uh, that was really nice. And I was um, cautious at the beginning because of these other experiences. Um, um, and as the day progressed, um, the, the week progressed, I, I really relaxed into it, understanding that it was, it was great. I felt like we were doing you know, we're building a, gr a great team and um, encouraging the students as well uh, to, to, to bring thoughts whenever they felt that they had a strong point as well. Um, it was, um, yeah, it was great. We are now back with Joey. One interesting moment that sticks in my mind was just it illustrated the fact that through a little bit of disagreement, um, clarification was emerged and mm. was one I was doing a hip scoopy thing and I was doing it and as I was explaining the hip scoopy thing, um, I was saying how the person being scooped up really does nothing. They just really let themselves be scooped yeah. up <laughs> and Ali, Ali sort of interjected and sort of said, um, I, I find as the person being scooped that if I if I lean in and I kind of roll into the scoop and it makes it easier and then I said yeah but and I said actually maybe all that means is I'm I'm not getting far enough underneath you for you to feel safe that you can just let yourself drape over and not do anything and so actually through his sort of disagreement we kind of clarified the point that I actually wasn't quite scooping right under his center getting him there and that there and 
that he was assisting if that wasn't happening, but that we could yeah. play with it. Yeah, that and was, was that was great. I felt really good about that too because at that moment I had to make the decision: should I um, wait and see what's the point he's trying to make, or be truthful to what I'm really feeling? And I felt honestly that I was. Um, supporting and backing you up a lot more if I was true to you know to what I was feeling and voice my different experience um, and that was great because um, we fixed it you know it was okay yeah well then must be that I'm not getting in enough we'll try again and it was working perfectly so um, that was great it, it, it helped us to be clear about uh, how we pass on the investigation to the students because uh, um, otherwise, uh, you get caught later when they ask you things and, and you try and then it just doesn't work and you have to work <laughs> work it out there. We're now with Jacob. Um, and now just to sort of sever this relationship and, uh, <laughs> and ask a question which is just a, a personal question about teaching, which is a question about the development, your development as a contact improvisation teacher, mm. like the stages that you were aware of going through as a contact, becoming a contact improvisation teacher. And I'm not necessarily looking for the little bits and pieces like, oh, and then I learned how to teach this mm. lift or then I learned this. I'm actually looking for like the umbrella or the meta cycles or the, the um, you know, for me, um, I think I've got sort of Four, three or four stages that I'm aware of mm. as a as a developing as a contact teacher. So I'd like to just um, ask you as individuals uh, just to reflect on, and it's just a reflection on Friday, the whatever it is, the eighth of February two thousand and eight. Mm. Like obviously, you know, there's always reflection, mm. but just now, as an individual, um, just reflecting on development as a contact improvisation teacher to date and what the stages were? Well, I'm going to throw something there and then I see what <laughs> Joy says because I never really thought about it. But it has made a big um, change or a shift uh, in me is um, the um, my investigation really is when apart from reprocessing material that was passed on to me and finding appropriate ways of pass that on to other people is that point when you actually go into investigate um, because of your own curiosity um, what is this that you are doing or trying to teach um, and, uh, and the discovery of all this uh, amazing things. It has created in me um, a humbleness that I didn't have at the beginning. I was um, pretending to be humble or really trying, but in the other hand, trying to boost my self-confidence and my self-esteem because you think, you know, I'm a teacher, I have to kind of transmit a sense of security and um, and uh, yeah, so you, you, you go penduling from one end to the other and now I feel like I'm finally settling into a space where um, I can be um, I, I know what I know, I don't need to justify it. Um, I'm happy uh, for that to be questioned and um, and I'm happy to admit that um, 
a lot of things that I try to uh, investigate or bring into my classes, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I just suspect that there is something really juicy, really valuable there, and I can pass on my investigation. Um, and then, then the rest, I try to encourage everyone to keep investigating it with me. That for me is kind of unprecedented. The state, the stage I mean at the moment. We are now with Joey. Uh, for myself, um, I had a background in informal education before mm. I started teaching conduct improvisation, so I was quite comfortable in a, in that sort of setting to a certain degree. Obviously, not with the material, but just with the structure. I think probably the first stage was uh, compiling of previous things that I had done. You know, there was a couple of years there where I'd write copious notes after workshops about the specific exercise that we did. And, mm. and when I taught, it would be a matter of me reconfiguring those and the way I thought they connected. Then I think one of my next transformations into a stage was actually after I, two years ago when I taught the first um, West Coast Intensive and I taught for five days and the preparation for that as in really kind of pulling out from the books and finding the connections and um, but more so than anything it was just teaching extendedly like teaching for yeah. a three-hour block for, five, for, for two blocks a day for five days gave me a sense of body time so I think the next stage was where I started really kind of being interested in facilitating classes with body time and how that feeds into the class. I feel like um, I felt another shift in my teaching before the last ASIC um, where for actually I had this idea to um, to bring I think before that I hadn't brought a lot of my own investigations to my teaching and so I actually prepared my own investigation to the teaching and afterwards I felt like I dropped into another stage of teaching as well where um, again this recognition of I know what I know I'm mm. comfortable in what I know I'm happy to be here with what I know mm. and we can all be here together um, and uh, the next thing which I'm most of my teaching has been done in, in sort of intensive or workshops or and I actually don't have a regular um, weekly kind of class teaching practice so the next thing I'm sort of interested in finding in my teaching is what that is as well like what is that thing that you're, you're teaching week by week by week and so the investigation unfolds over, over a different time frame as yeah. opposed to um, an extended time frame of a short period what about a <laughs> period of extent? Yes, but I think those are some of the stages and, and for me. And when half of your students on any given class were not in the previous one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely yeah. know I enjoy teaching the ex sort of the extended type workshop things because you get that time to drop in and settle and there's something yeah. really valuable about that. Yeah. But then I also think there's something really valuable in the... The bill. Uh, I mean, you like you've been doing that, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm really interested to see whether I can set that practice up for myself and, and what that would be.
Yeah, yeah, it's completely different. Um, it's um, it's a big challenge for me. I learned so much from it actually, um, but it, it's been really hard at the times to integrate every new people coming to the classes uh, with um, with people that has been coming regularly, and even in on classes are not so um, open because I have a, a regular open class that has changed format. Uh, in the last two or three years, um, from being a warm-up to being like a two-hours class, now to reduced again to one hour and fifteen. Um, that class always open, always with new people, uh, often with complete beginners, um, but always as well with a bunch, at least three or four really experienced dancers that they still come to your class. Uh, to learn something and um, so um, it's been a challenge to find um, material that was suitable for beginners challenging for uh, experienced people um, and one of the latest stages of discovery um, that has been informing my teaching of that class in the last um, few months uh, it's um, that it's not about the material really it's um, it's just about how you set the investigation so you can always go further, you can always go beyond mm. whatever material you're bringing. Because yeah. in one way or another, um, nearly everything is okay for beginners mm. with the right support, mm. you know. So um, everyone's free to access it at their level. At their level, yeah, mm. yeah. So that's been a huge change on, on, on the way I teach saying okay, it's not about the material, we, we can go through everything, it's just about how do I present the material in a way that everyone feels stimulated to, to learn, to investigate, to find the boundaries. Sometimes it's just a little phrase, you know. The other day we were doing the rolling point of contact and I, I like games, I like challenging people sometimes, it's part of my personality and I said okay, well, you know, yeah. I had a few completely new people to the form and a few really experienced ones. And I told the experienced one as they were dancing, okay, your challenge is to roll the point of contact and imagine that as you do, you're leaving a trace in your body, you know, a color line or something, and you don't want to touch the, a line, you know, so you have to roll the point of contact always in a new place or something like that. It's, it's a little flavor that you add that challenges them to take it a bit further. Um, we're now with Jacob. That, think, that links in with uh, the discussion we had last night, Ali, about imagination and, mm. and uh, enlivening people's imagination whilst teaching. Mm, yeah, indeed. Um, I would like to thank you both for teaching this year. It's been great to have you both in Perth and your partners. It's um, really bumped up the community and the jam on Wednesday was great. Yeah. Um, you can stay if you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, I suppose the next time I'll uh, see you both at the same place, same time, will be in June uh, for ASIC. So, yes, um, yeah. looking forward to it. Thank you both very much. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Ali. Thank it's, you, Joey. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. A pleasure, indeed. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Proximity Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you have any feedback, our email address is proximity at slightly.net. Until next time, enjoy the dance.